Welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome. Pull up a seat. Pour yourself a cup of tea. My name is Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And today we continue the Voices of the Parliament, and I have a very special guest, a longtime friend of mine, Wesley Roderick, and uh, a marketing specialist in the South, but he's a California boy, founder of the Love Speaks Ministries, uh, author of Kings and Prophets, The Prophetic Journey in a King's Heart, and Bless Them, Overcoming Witchcraft, Curses, and Unforgiveness. Uh, he is also the proud owner of a cat by the name of Jasper, who helps him understand God periodically. Uh, and you can see that on his uh, TikTok and other videos, and I'll post that in the uh, the comments here for you guys to, to find. Wes, welcome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I mean, the cat journey actually started with getting Rain, which is my rescue kitten, uh, that was rescued from a rainstorm. She was found drowning, and uh, a young boy in my church didn't know what to do with her because his mom's highly allergic, and somehow I got voted uh, the adoptee. And she started teaching me lessons. Jasper's just now gotten saved and began to vocalize his encounters with the Lord to me through various um, meows. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, the Lord speaks to us. I, you know, I've talked about this before. The Lord does speak to us through the ways we're listening. And I yes, guess, exactly. I guess you're listening through your two cats at the moment. Well, I mean, if, you know, if, if we don't cry out, the rocks will. Or the cat will. Oh, you're definitely the cat. Uh, yes. And, or, or dog, if you have a dog, because my dog cries out a lot. So, understand that. This is probably going to be one of the more interesting introductions to your uh, podcast. Uh, well, but not one of the more, I don't know. I mean, I definitely going to be one of the most interesting topics, uh, you know, other than uh, how are we better than Jedis or what type of salt you are. Um, I think we'll be on a fantastic journey already. I mean, talking about cats. Right, exactly. I mean, that is the number one probably watched video type in social media. Uh, you know, I think the cats have the biggest blessing out there. I think the Lord really uh, deems cats funny or at least entertaining, um, other than us, because we are definitely funny and entertaining uh, human beings. That is very um, all right, so I brought you on, uh, and I I really didn't prepare you. I just kind of said this is what we're doing, and and uh, and to the viewers and listeners, if we have viewers, I don't know, but definitely we'll have listeners. Um, we're unraveling Christianity, making it easy, more palatable, if you will, more easily to understand because it is complicated with Christianese and a thousand different people talking from different pulpits. Uh, to a hundred different YouTube videos. Let's unravel some stuff. I mean, you're definitely into. Uh, I called you a marketing specialist, but you're you're so much more. You you go out and you speak. You definitely create content, but you also look at content and help people right. create content. So, like, how does that tie? Let's let's at least start. How does that tie into your journey and your walk? I mean, for. Me looking, I mean, communication's a big thing. How we communicate's important. 
Um, take, for example, you have Moses. And when he was told to strike the rock because of the intent and of his heart, he wasn't able to enter the promised land because he communicated God being angry when God wasn't angry. So how we communicate something is very important and capturing God's heart and his nature in whatever it is that we're doing. You know, having a ministry called Love Speaks was the idea that love is speaking. You know, it's based out of Isaiah 63, 7. I will forever tell the loving kindness of God. Well, it's the loving kindness of God that leads people to true life change, to repentance. And that's how God woos us or lures or however you want to put it. But that's God reveals his loving kindness or we start seeing it and it causes us to change. And so if that's his nature, I want to help people, whatever they're trying to communicate, communicate in the most effective manner for them. And so that's how I kind of really stepped into marketing and that. And I mean, if we were to be really honest, it was probably in the early 2000s and I was looking at most uh, Christian graphics and art and websites. And I was like, man, we are really stuck in the early 90s. I would like to make this palatable. You mean like still more than half of the Christian websites out there? Well, I mean, when I was looking at when I was looking at them in the early in the early 2000s, they were rough. They were rough. And so were the graphics and, you know, very kind of cheesy and just everything. You know, it's kind of, like, you know, like not I'm sure they were cool, but like the power team, you know, like you use teal and purple and yellow and wow and awesome and bam. Like like, you know, the old uh, Batman series that you would see on Nickelodeon. You know, and it's like all of a sudden, like he punches someone and it's like pow on the screen. And, you know, that was, you know, the funny part is, is that's made a comeback. <laughs> oh. Right. It's popular. Right. And then cutting, cutting people, cutting themselves into comic strips. strips. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, mean, I was, I, when we have, when we can, so like, how, how did it come into like that is just really helping people communicate. However, that might be. So that, does that also tie into when you're giving messages or going to speak? Because I know you have a conference coming up uh, in Arizona. Yes, I, I forgot that I do. Um, but so yeah, I mean, I, I did my research. Um, thank good, good job. Thanks for reminding me of my own events. Um, yes, because I, how many times have you had an, you know, obviously I've 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 known you and your wife for a long time. How effective is text communication when you're trying to communicate something that may or may not be challenging to understand if it was outside of text? Uh, it would be exactly. Crazy. The silence gives it away. I'm just like, look, look, I, since you've known me a long time, you know, some of my older posts and the problems they caused with more than with like hundred or 200 responses. And I would just be like, yeah, well, you know, some are going to get it and some aren't. Uh, and it took a while to 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 kind of pull back from that, uh, right? Because text communication is terrible. I mean, even with emojis, it's it still lack. doesn't carry, it doesn't carry inflection, tone. It doesn't carry volume. There's all these things that are not getting communicated, 
in just a written form. And so, so yes, when I am speaking, I'm doing my best to make sure that I'm using an inflection of voice, that I am using different uh, volume. Like, because if I, if I can't, like, you know, there's an old like Will Ferrell skit and he was talking about how I think I want to say it's like Van Orton syndrome or something like that when when people uh, can't control the volume of their voice. But imagine if you went everywhere and just God loves you and he has an everlasting love and he has a plan and a hope. And, but like that's how you always communicated it. But if we went to a place of where we learned how to, you know, use inflection. God loves you and the love that he has for you has no end. There's a different emphasis. It's like, it's like going to somebody and saying, how are you doing versus putting your hand on their shoulder and going, how are you doing? Versus someone screaming at me while I'm walking the Vegas strip saying I'm going to hell versus somebody who's saying, Hey man, God loves you. And yeah. he has, things for you exactly and but oftentimes you know when we are communicating we don't realize what's being communicated body language like honestly if you if you pay if you watch a comedian they they're not just telling stories they're they're using all of their body language they're using every aspect of who they are to tell that joke like you know he's not as cool anymore but dane cook Dane, Dane Cook, you know, earlier, younger years of watching, uh, you know, comedians like him, he, he used his whole body in a joke. And so when he spoke, you listened because he was animated. And, and so I John Leguizamo still uses his whole body. Yes. Yes, he does. But John Leguizamo is, is an excellent actor. You know, he's, he's very good at his craft. And so, I mean, I think it's just, so yeah, when I, when I do speak, you know, I, I pay attention to how I say something. I think I've been told most of my life, it's not just what you say, it's how you say it that matters. Hey, write that one down, folks. That's a good piece of wisdom there. I mean, especially, you know, like, you know, in, in relational aspects, how you say something matters almost as much, if not more, on how you say something. You know, it's better to give bad news with honey or something like that. You know, that's what people say, right? Do they say that? I don't know. Wes, give bad, news with, we are, give bad news with horchata. How's that? Bad, bad news. We're now considered the old people. <sighs> <laughs> we're not we're not considered the young cutting edge people anymore. We're now considered the old semi on the edge people. Whatever that means. I don't know. As long as we're not over the hill. I don't know, man. Over the hill is like going to to Hobbiton, right, dude? There's food over there. There's a comfy chair. I I don't know. I mean, as as I progress in age, people bring that, stuff to you. Yeah, I, I'm not really, you know. I'm looking forward to over the hill, I guess. Yeah. People kind of listen to you a bit more. I mean, for a point. And then after a while, they're like, ah, he's old. 
But yeah, I mean, you get to that point where people start listening to you because you're the pinnacle of age. You're like, they're like, oh, they know what they're talking about. They've been doing this exactly. for years. They're they're not opposed to, uh, you know, listening because you know who doesn't want to listen to, uh, you know, an old sweet man telling stories about you know. Granted, we don't have the stories about like World War II or anything like that. Our, ours, I remember the Facebook debate of two thousand and nine. No, we we look, man. We can talk about pagers and cell phones before you could touch the screen. Uh, we could talk about, uh, you know, TV when there was only thirteen channels, or before <laughs> they were streaming. Remember when Netflix was a DVD? Uh, yeah, you could order them. Yeah, and four days later, you could watch that movie that you really wanted to see. Right. And it was cheaper than going down to the video store and renting it. And there was no late fee because you already paid for a monthly surcharge. No, I mean, they almost went out of business, though. And then and they went to sell themselves. Here's an interesting fact. They went to sell themselves to Blockbuster, and Blockbuster laughed at them. And Netflix got the last laugh. And then they put out Karate Kid. And then canceled it. And well, then they put it back again. Oh, it, are they uncanceling it again? I I believe they're filming their last season. Right, that's what I'm saying. Not because they canceled it again. Oh, uh, I just didn't know. That. I thought maybe they're finally done. No, I, it was I think Yahoo who canceled it, and Netflix bought it, and then did another three. YouTube seasons. canceled it because it started out with YouTube, and then um, Netflix picked it up because they're like, hey, that might make money, and we could use something that might make money. And then now here they are finally bringing it into an end. But that might just be also because those guys are, you know, believe it or not, they're older than us. Yeah, Ralph Macchio is definitely older than us. I think he's in his 60s. And that crane kit can't be feeling too good right now. <laughs> he's, he's having to take a, a, a ice bath after every crane kick. Um, it's, probably, it's probably CGI at this point. Oh, I mean, it could be. I mean, I sometimes I feel pastors who are online giving giant sermons to crowds are CGI and stuff too. So I, I don't know anymore. I mean, I mean, pumping can, in all crowd noise. Can you imagine? I mean, I don't know. I don't. It's hard to tell sometimes, and especially with these, like, they have people like you on staff. They have like five of five of people like you on staff, you know, making sure that their their stuff is tailored to their audience, you know. And, and as for me, I, I tailor nothing. I just, you know, I just put it out there, and you know, maybe maybe two or three people will listen. While these guys have like massive amounts of, of Wes Rodericks going, okay, you need to wear this suit because it's May. And this is going to be your, and you need to tailor your message to this topic because this is what the hot button issue is. Oh, that's, 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 that's even beyond my scope. I mean, one, I'm not telling anybody to wear any suit. That's the last thing. I'm like, stop wearing a suit. <laughs> right. So I don't, but I get what you're saying. I get, you know, it, I try not to, I mean, we got to leave some room for Holy Spirit and stop planning everything. <laughs> Yes. Spontaneity. Spontaneousness of the spontaneousness of Holy Spirit can't like I I won't say can't, but if you have everything so detailed in your mind to the minute, 
like, and I, there are places for that. That's the one thing I would say that would probably differ me than from what I would call my peers is that I can see the purpose in some of that. Like people would mock the 13 minute church or the drive through sermon or something like that. But if that's what, if someone's open to the 13 minute drive through sermon, but they're not open to, you know, the 48 minute, you know, production with smoke and lights and everything, who are we to say that God couldn't work in that moment? Like we got people right now that don't have a Bible, have never heard the name of Jesus, yet are giving them their lives to Jesus because they're they're having a supernatural encounter with the man, Jesus. Uh, so that's ooh. the whole Middle East right now. But how about that? We can add then that all the people that are meeting Jesus through the interpretation of seeing him in the chosen or or whatever it is. I mean, if you I mean, it's Romans. Doesn't it say something to the effect that we cannot look outside and seeing all of creation and deny that there is the existence of this wonderful magnificent god so that like you could say the interpretation of the chosen we could also with the same authority and wonder say can you look at this rock and see god because or this or this bird or this blade of grass i mean you, that's just like asking a physicist or somebody who looks at biomechanics you know how is the? I mean, the complexity cannot be found. It's scientifically, well, mathematically almost impossible for the randomness that they that some believe for that to come through, right? Like, right. I mean, even though single cell organisms with the phalange, I mean, even that complication of that biomechanical thing is still beyond us even making it. I mean, we're getting there, I guess. We're trying. I'm I mean, trying. we're trying to we're trying to do, redo a lot of things. Exactly. I mean, there's a exactly. lot of topics that we could talk about. I heard they just cloned a liger the other day, and a liger is my favorite animal. <laughs> I'm Look, kidding. man, they made mammoth burgers a few weeks ago, and then they didn't eat them because they were afraid people would be allergic. And I'd just be like, if I was on that science team, I'd be like, pass me the ketchup, get me some pickles. I'm gonna try me a mammoth burger because we made them. How are they going to be allergic to something they've never been exposed to? That's exactly why. Anyways, that gets into conspiracies. <laughs> That's why they were worried about it. I just like, so I don't know. So what are you doing right now? I mean, yeah, I talked about Arizona and what you're doing, but, you know, what's what's ministry looking? What's life looking for Wes right now? Uh, that can impart stuff to people because I know that you're, I know you've been on a journey I know you're sharing that journey. Right. Uh, I mean, for me right now, what's going on? The, I mean, the summation of it would be doing hard things. The things that, the things that don't tickle your fancy, the things that don't feed into endorphins or other chemicals in your mind. It doesn't, you don't, you're not getting a dopamine rush from doing them. Uh, and, you know, part of that journey that I've been on has been this health journey. 
and getting healthier, which is really, I mean, which sounds great. What I'm really trying to do is not die. I mean, that's that's the easy way to put it. I was I was at a point where I was, you know, in 2019, I wasn't too far away from being 600 pounds. And then, you know, getting to a point now where I'm at 325 pounds a couple of years later. And that was an uphill uphill battle. But it was also a battle, to be perfectly honest, that I wasn't entirely trying to fight. And I, there was a part of me that just kind of gave up to an extent. And, you know, what really ended up happening is one night I was just at my apartment and hanging out, not doing anything spiritual at all. And there was a song that came on across the TV. It was like the season finale of this hunting show on net speaking of Netflix. Um, and they had Luke Combs on and he was singing this song. And it was like, it's a song I've really liked for a long time. And it was basically just a song of gratitude for people that have been involved in his life. It's called this one's for you. And I was like, man, that'd be something like I'd play at my funeral. Like, if I have control, would I play at my funeral one day? And as clear as I know to hear the Lord, I just heard, too bad nobody knows you. You don't have much time. You need to start writing. And I I knew why. The Lord had been giving me warnings for a couple of years. It's easy to be disobedient when you don't want to do the thing that he's asking you to do. And then which now gets into the idea of, well, I'm just being obedient to the Lord. No, you've always wanted to do that. And it's what you're feeling is probably a dopamine rush more than anything right now. Because you look at the stuff that God asked people to do. It wasn't exactly very exciting sometimes. You know, building an building an ark when nobody knows what an ark is, let alone what (laughs) rain is. So you're going to put all these animals on here and you're sitting there going, oh, how am I putting all these people on here? You know, and so, you know, and the Lord had been giving me warnings about my weight and, you know, but it just. That's not as exciting as going to the going to the nations and speaking and seeing the miraculous. That's that's boring and hard work and, you know, like digging a ditch and then like, you know, then taking the same dirt and putting it back into the ditch that you just dug. And so I didn't really say anything to anybody as I was just kind of like basically, all right, the Lord said, I'm going to come home soon. Cause it was for him, me to come home. And for me to come home, I mean, for him to bring me home, let's mess with people's brains was salvation. Because in that moment, to allow me to live essentially in disobedience, I'm creating my own hell in that moment. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing myself to deteriorate. I was getting to a point where I could barely walk, and nothing about it was exciting. But I didn't tell anybody anything. And then a few weeks later, I'm on the phone with a five year old who's crying hysterically because she accidentally uh, ended the life of a baby chicken and because she was carrying it and fell on it and trying to bring comfort 
to her. And she, you know, I finally got her to stop crying. And she goes, you know, Mr. West, every so often I hear this voice whispering to me. But I don't know what it is. In that moment, I just knew that what she, you know, we have Samuel, who's a young boy laying in bed, you know, granted, probably every kid's now going to use this, you know, every six year old uses I have a voice who's talking to me no one go to bed but uh she goes every so often I hear this voice Mr. West and I don't know what it is and I and I'm sitting there thinking this is like Samuel and I just told her I said you know next time you hear that voice I just want you to say Lord I'm here listening and she's like oh she goes well it's talking to me right now Mr. West now, I'm expecting – and she goes, I have something to tell you, and I'm expecting five-year-old cuteness. Like, I hear this voice, and it tells me rainbow and cupcakes and, you know, and unicorns. And she goes, this voice just told me that you're going to be with him soon. But, it's, but it'll be okay because you'll be in his hand. The amount of things that wanted that went through my head that I probably wanted to tell this five-year-old <laughs> in that moment, who's literally delivering the oracles of God to me. And I'm just floored. What had happened in the beginning of 2022 is the Lord said that he was going to have somebody pay for me to have weight loss surgery. But I didn't tell anybody because I'm around people who love me and who would pay for it. And after a few conversations with said little girl's uh, parent, you know, and trying to convince them that I don't think I'm going to die anytime soon, but I'm not entirely sure because uh, I haven't started writing yet. That's the secret. God said I had to start writing, but if I don't <laughs> start writing, I'm probably not going to die soon, right? Two books and, later. Uh, huh? I said two books later. Yeah, right. I know I still haven't started writing. Um, but uh, in that, I said, you know, I, I, I know I have an idea of what this is about. And, you know, and I talked to my spiritual father and he goes, I can tell you what it's about without me even expressing my own opinions. And he goes, I told you two and a half, three years ago that if you didn't do something about this weight, it was going to kill you. And now the Lord's telling you, you better get what's in you out of you. So when he brings you home, people can have what you've been carrying in your heart. That's from him. And he goes, really, you're at a crossroads right now. Are you going to love him or are you going to love yourself? Ooh, hard question. Yeah. I mean, we would think that it's easy, but how many things do we come across that are challenging and difficult? Because Jesus said that it's the narrow gate that leads to life, the hard road that leads to life. Think about that. Like that's we would think, oh, it's the easy stuff. No, Jesus is telling us that if you can choose the hard road, the road that I'm going down, you can you can experience real life because then you start realizing, oh, wait, I can accomplish this. I can do this. It's like doing a, a Tough Mudder or a, 
a Spartan race or something. You, you don't think you can do it. And then what happens is people do one. I have no interest in doing a Spartan race. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, Maybe we can do it together. I'd rather do an MMA fight. Oh, no, no. After getting my after getting my leg hurt in, in studying Brazilian jiu-jitsu, that's not for me. But it could be for you. Well, see, I'm going to get a full knee replacement. So all I need to do is use that knee because that's going to that's going to be titanium. <laughs> so I already I'm already weaponizing myself. I'm like Wolverine over here. Um, well, you need but, to add him, not titanium. But I mean, close, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why if I if I wanted to go and get some vibranium, that's a whole different story. Um, but uh, so, anyways, I someone eventually someone comes forward and says, "Hey, like if you ever think about doing uh, weight loss surgery, I want to give you money for it on a on." unsolicited and then i i you know because you know i'm part of a community and a culture here that like there's wisdom in a multitude of councils so i go to my spiritual father and i'm like hey i think this door seems to be opening he goes i'll give to it too if you want to do it let's i'll give to it too and i said you know i hate it but do you think I should do like a GoFundMe or something? He goes, I think you should. There's a lot of people that, that love you and would support you. Well, in two months, I raised over $13,000 to pay for everything, like my recovery, everything. Because I had factored in like all these different things of like, I saw why people didn't recover well. And that was because they were dehydrated and they were dehydrated because you have a, a stomach the size of a toddler and you can't drink a whole lot of liquids and stuff. So I started eating. I saw one person that they did a recovery process, included IV therapy. So I like I factored all this stuff into this budget. And then lo and behold, I like I end up switching companies at the last minute um, just because it was there was just something about this other company that just I knew I had to go with them. And with everything being said and done now, here I am. I did that in August uh, of 2022, August 22nd. And they're now paying me to be a spokesperson for them. I'm now doing social media. I'm like, I don't have to post it. I just have to point the camera and shoot at myself with a camera. And they're paying me. And so God has me doing hard things, things that I normally would not do. And that, and this really kind of came about again, like reinforced. This will probably spin off into a different conversation is we'll see. We'll see. Cause it's about those open doors that sometimes just because they're open doesn't mean they're the Lord. Oh, we'll continue uh, that, that path. Once you get there, let's go. Uh, so, I'm every day I try to go on a walk uh, on top of going to the gym, but I go on a walk during the day. So I'm not stuck in the office all day because that's boring, but it's also Shreveport, Louisiana. It's humid. Uh, so I decide that, you know, after my walk, I'm going to go up instead of taking the elevator up to the fifth floor, I'm going to take these stairs because a year and a half before the elevator broke and I was going to have to take the stairs. 
but I tried to call out sick from work because of that. Basically saying, hey, can I come back when the elevator's working between being, you know, I want I don't want to say I was out of shape because I was in a shape circular, but because of my knee and my weight and obviously the cardiovascular health, I wasn't trying to go up five floors of uh, of worth of stairs to get to my office. You know, like on the third floor, I was practicing Lamaze, it sounded like. And so I made the decision with inside of myself, when I'm done with this walk, I'm going to go back up to the office, but I'm going to take the stairs this time. Like I'm going to exert some energy, then choose to do the stairs. And so I come through the door, the back part of our building, and I get to where the stairwell is and where the elevators. And they're literally like across from each other. And as soon as I walk into like the area where the elevators are and just the stairwells up like, you know, five feet in front of me, the elevator door opens up. Bing! No one's inside. Now you have a choice. I have a choice. Easy is the road that leads to death, that leads to destruction. That's the elevator. Hard leads to life. And so there's there's these stairs that were hard. That stairwell is not air conditioned. It's 80 degrees outside. It's that's just a like just a trap of humidity and heat. it's like one of those so he things. He posted this. Let me let me interrupt. Yes. You. He posted the picture of these stairs. I I wouldn't have climbed the stairs. It, I didn't want to go up the stairs. <laughs> but in, when I saw the elevator open, it was like it was like being in the wilderness and like Satan going, "Here's a rock, turn it into bread." Because I can take that easy road. I can take the elevator. It makes tons of logical sense. It's here. Clearly, it's the Lord. The elevator has appeared to me. <laughs> Behold, I stand at the door and I knock and it opens. Isaiah 22, 22, that he opens it. You know, like all these different things. There's a door open in front of me. It clearly the Lord. Or I can take the hard path that leads to life. And it's just sometimes it's interesting. We we see something in our life and go, clearly, this is God. This is clearly God because we can walk right through this and it's easy. It's butter. We start quoting stuff out of Job and talking about walking through cream and butter. It's the blessings of the righteous. It's all this other crap that we add into it just to make our – or I can take the stairs, increase my cardiovascular health, the strength in my, the, in the tendons and the muscles that support my knees. I can increase my heart rate. I can get those extra calories burning for me because I, that's my, what I'm trying to do. Because in that case, the road that, the hard road that leads to life literally leads to me having a longer life because I'm not carrying the excess weight. And so not going the easy route was the better route. But often we're, we, we don't like that. Well, maybe, I, maybe I'm really pulling a scripture out of far context. But at the same time, like if Jesus learned obedience through his sufferings and Paul talks about the correlation between walking and the sufferings of Christ and intimacy with Christ – 
I mean, Paul, I mean, we always want to go, well, Jesus died on the cross so that we don't have to suffer. But yet, Paul suffered a lot. All the disciples suffered a great deal. I mean, even if well, even if you... Jesus said, you'll do greater things than these. He was, uh, if they treated me this way, how are they going to treat you? Yeah, if if they're this if they're this messed up to me, you think it's easy to love those. <laughs> it's easy to love those who are lovable. Like, but you know, we just want that open door. What I I don't have to bless my enemy by walk and and I can walk through this door and get what I want too, huh. right? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a self-pleasing gospel message at all. <laughs> but hey, look, it, man, you know, people just want want to be successful. They want to be healthy, wealthy, and blessed. Exactly. Right? They want to not suffer anxiety. And, you know, I, I mean, they want an easy message. Well, they, they want somebody to tell them, you know what? By and by they, I mean Christians. I want to. I want to preface. Well, wait, wait, wait. All right, listeners. When he's talking about Christians, he's talking about American Christians. I always have to right. make this thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's make we, that, we got talk yeah, about China. I mean, or, yeah, the the Christians in China that are like, that are. I mean, have you ever met Brother Yoon? They call him the Heavenly Man. I would love to meet Brother Yoon, but no. He's such a, a nice guy. So gentle, so sweet. Um, I met him in uh, Moravian Falls a couple of years ago. Um, but like American Christianity, they we we love ease. Not even like I'm not even talking about like what some people would call sloppy grace, because I mean it's grace, so it's already messy. <laughs> like. It's what I'm talking about is this self-serving, you know, I'm going to twist the Bible so that I'm blessed type mentality. And, you know, I'm going to hold on to my right to be angry. But yet Jesus, when asked how to pray, you know, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We forgive our debtors as you forgive us. Like there's this thing about being able to walk in forgiveness and mercy and loving someone, even when they're doing the very opposite of being loving or lovable and denying yourself. It's kind of like when we look at first Corinthians 13 and, and it tells us that love is patient, love is kind, love endures all things. And we apply those attributes to God, but really it's also kind of instructional in the aspect that, well, you're supposed to be patient, kind, long-suffering, enduring. Don't give up on somebody because they're challenging. Like, we don't want to be told, hey, I know they're being a, um, a pain right now, but you need to see them from the perspective of God's eyes. In God's eyes, you, you, look, at, you look at Joshua and he's standing before the Lord, even though he's in filthy garments. That's not how the Lord sees him. Oh, no, you're, you're talking like the guy from the shack. Careful. <laughs> well, when God <laughs> approached me, I told her, no, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, 
But I mean, you start looking at <laughs> the way that God saw Joshua. I mean, we, you know, in, in Zechariah 3, even when the enemy stood there and accused him, and if all of that was true, God is still saying, I rebuke you. It's the same way he was with David. Before, you have David is a man after my own heart. David does a bunch of crazy stuff. And then if we really believe scripture is the inspired word of God, then you have later on, David is a man after my own heart. It's the same thing being said about a guy that did a bunch of crazy stuff in the middle. All okay, of us have but, that story. But it's it's about repentance too, right? Like yeah. the reason why he was after God's own heart is that he kept changing his aim back. He corrected the aim, right? Because sin is yeah. is is that that archery term that means to miss the mark, right? You're you're shooting your arrow and your arrow is your life and you're missing what you're aiming at. Well, you're not really missing what you're aiming at. You're aiming for something that you shouldn't be aiming at. Let's just yes. be honest here. And and the mark is actually is actually what the Lord wants you to do, but you're aiming at your own mark. Right. And 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 it's leading you to destruction and repentance. And the easiest way to say is to pull that arrow, to push the arrow back on track so it hits the mark that it's supposed to. Yeah. And it's never easy. It hurts. No. I mean, but even even with David, look how look how he was confronted. David didn't even know he was being confronted. When Nathan came to him and told him a story about a man. And then David's like, we need to get this guy. And then Nathan's like, um, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm talking about you. And then David stumbled upon the truth. And then there was consequences for, for his yeah, there was consequences. Right? He lost a child. He... There's always going to be repercussions to the decisions that we make. They're, sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. If you take the negative connotation of repercussions out of it and just going, there's going to be a consequence or there's going to be an, there's going to be something you're, we believe in sowing and reaping. Yeah, there's life or death. You're sowing and reaping the entire time. And so if you're, if you sow into the wind, guess what you're going to reap? Whirlwind. If you sow into life, you'll reap life. And, you know, maybe to someone else that sounds a little like karma. To someone else that sounds like sowing and reaping. Uh, you know, you can slap whatever. It's a, truth, it's a truth about the existence we in which we live. And the Bible yeah. reaffirms that on, on multiple levels. And you could call it karma because it's the same thing it's, it's understanding with just, it just comes from a different thing. But, you know, Justin Martyr said this, all truth where it is to be found is the us is ours by inheritance for Christ is the embodiment of all truth. And if we are followers of Christ, then we are the inheritors of all truth, right? So wherever truth is found, that is where we are found, right? So that truth that you just said, whether it's found in the world, whether it's found in the coaching universe, whether it's found, you know, on TV, it's still a truth. And that truth, and thus it comes from the fountain of truth, right? right? Because we know that if, if you, if I'm a jerk to everybody, I'm going to reap being alone. Yeah, because right? the Bible says if you want friends, be friendly. Right? 
And if I love people, then people are going to love me back. They're going to want to be around me because I love people. We hope. Because I'm sowing love. Yeah. I mean, that's the, and I mean, and the real test of that would be, would you love them if they didn't want to be around you? Uh, well, because, and are you really, are you really sowing love otherwise? Right. Well, I mean, the question, right. Because if you're so, if you're not, see, if you're, if you're doing something to receive in return, that's not love. No. You might as well get a, get a cauldron at that point and put some frogs and some essential oils into it and maybe a few rocks. Hey, hey and like, or buy a lottery like, ticket. Or a chia pet. Um, <laughs> and put all that into that cauldron and start stirring it around and saying, you know. Stuff in Latin. Yes. Yeah. Make sure it's in pig Latin. Uh, you gotta, you gotta make sure you do it in pig Latin, play the Chicago record backwards. Um, and then people might love you or you got to find a really old lamp. One of the two, but even then the genie won't make people love you. But like, if you're, if you're, if you're doing something, like if you're just loving, if you're loving someone because you're wanting to change them, like that's the beauty of God's love. Is he just loves you. He he loved you and then gave his life for you. But his love doesn't change whether or not you receive that because the action's already done. It's just whether or not the difference being is if we receive it. Then we get to we we get to actually embrace it in a new way. It's not just like floating out in the cosmos, if you would. It's actually now it becomes experiential, you know. And I want to was it Ravenhill that said that the the man with an argument is at the mercy of a man with an experience. I don't know if it was Ravenhill, but I know those it may not have been Ravenhill. It may have been. I hope it's Ravenhill because I really love Ravenhill. I want to say that was Ravenhill, but it may be some. It may be someone else of that same like Ill. nature. Yeah, someone of that same cloud of folk. But you know, there. I mean, there's just a beauty about who God is in the aspect of. Yeah, does he say if you love me, obey me? But he doesn't put that as a, if you want me to love you, you have to obey me. They're two different statements. His love. Wait, 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 wait. You need to repeat that. Repeat that because I think whoever's going to be listening to us really, really needs to hear that. So God says that if you love me, obey me. But he's not saying. In order for me to love you, you need to obey me. There we there's go. There's, two, there's two different statements. Unravel, baby. And so when he's when he's saying, I love you, it's without expectation. It's without expect it, it was it's it's an investment that he's made on his part that he's not necessarily saying he's not saying I'm ultimately uh, the only way that you can receive this investment is if you reciprocate in some fashion. He's saying, this is here. 
and then it's just an awkward silence. And to and we can either accept it or walk away. But either way, he's gonna. Either way, it's still there. It's still there. It's still pervasive. It's and I mean the thing that I mean. And the crazy part is, he, I mean, in some weird like '90s rom-com sort of way, he's also going to chase you through the airport and stop you before you get on the gate and just be like, "Hey, by the way, just in case you've missed it, I love you." Right, and then when you get to the other side, and he's going to be waiting outside the door and say, "Just in case you you missed it, yeah, I love you." And eventually, when you do accept it, there's this weird slow clap that takes place. <laughs> but I mean, it might be in your head. It actually might be in a building. You just never know. But there will be a slow clap involved somewhere. But I mean, it's I mean, like if you look at in one way or another, in some aspect of all of our lives. And I know this is probably an extreme generalization, but in some fashion, in some way, because none of us are perfect, in some place of our lives, all of us are prodigals, sons and daughters. There's areas of our life that God's probably spoke to Jason and myself. Clearly, I don't like listening when he tells me to write. Um, I tried to. Hey, wait, wait, wait. We can start a group about that because clearly all the prophetic words about of, about me are dealing with writing, and I still haven't produced a book. So I will will join. We'll talk to each other. We'll we'll come up with excuses, you know, and say one day we'll write, and then maybe one day we will. So basically, what we're gonna do is uh, start a group that doesn't do anything, and we'll meet tomorrow. Perfect. You you're know, all welcome to join us. Whatever you're not. not doing, <laughs> you know, uh, we'll talk about what we're not doing that we should be doing. And and I mean, the beautiful part and the annoying part, if we don't pass it the first time, more than likely, then if we're truly pursuing God. And we don't succeed the first time, there's probably going to be another opportunity to do it better. <laughs> because, you know, we, we know the we know the scripture that perfect love casts out all fear. And if you still have fear, then love is not perfected in you. But which basically tells you that it's this constant, continuous working that's taking place. But you can also broaden that and go, if there's anything about you that's against the identity in which God has given you. That it just means love has not perfected its process in you. But there's a, the, the, the awesome side of that is he's going to continue. He's not going to give up on you. I completely agree. And for those of you who don't feel loved, I, I, you know, the process starts with understanding that you have value and you are loved and you should love yourself because it's really hard to love others if you don't love who you are. And, yeah. if, and if you don't love who you are, well, then you need to find why and decide that you're not going to do it anymore. I mean, I would go even simpler. Don't find why. Yeah. Just realize that you're actually loved. Like, there's Start something there. there's something so 
unique about who you are. That the creator and God of the universe saw that it was fit for you to be here in this moment. You are a divine moment for somebody. And you may be one person, it may be multiple people, but you yourself are what some people would call a Kairos moment, a God moment. But you're a God-breathed idea. You're his dream that's wrapped in flesh and that birth through a birth canal, through a birthing person. Um, <laughs> you mean, uh, wait, 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 wait. I know, I'm just... I'm just you talking. mean a woman. Yes, I do. I'll say uh, it. Like, I'm not going to dance around that issue. It's going to get me in trouble, me in trouble with some people. All right. But, you know, scientifically, <laughs> you're either one or the other. I mean, we'll just stick with just basic science. Whether yeah. you view yourself as one or the other, that's a completely different story for another topic of discussion. But, yeah, I'm a, I, I mean, and I can ruin people in that, too. Um, but, uh, I mean, because technically we were spirit, so there's that. Um, but, uh... <laughs> Uh, so in this you are you're you were created with purpose and as somebody who who spent most of their life thinking that they were a mistake or an accident just a kind of a a product of like you know a one night moment or a multiple night moment whatever however i don't know but and realizing that God himself chose every cell in creating you, that he took one specific egg from your mother's ovaries and one sperm from your father's, uh, not ovaries, uh, and put them together in a beautiful collision that then became you. You don't get more intricate than an individual. Like you have, your own DNA makes its own unique sound. So who you are is not happenstance. You being here is not happenstance. You being alive is a miracle in itself I want to say approximately 89,000 people a day or some, I don't know, 80, 86% of statistics are made up anyways. But 89,000 89, people a day don't wake up or the odds of being born are like one in seven million or something like that. There's some real, you have an actual greater chance, an end of it, you have a greater chance of being, once you're alive, being struck by lightning twice than you did of being being born, um, according to some YouTube video I watched. Um, but the point at least is, you didn't say TikTok. Uh. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least it was, and it was it was long form YouTube too. I mean, it was like thirty eight minutes. Um, <laughs> That's long form now. Oof, I'm I am old, right? Uh, but so when. If you feeling unloved and un, unvalued, I mean, I get just it. think of everything he just said, and we'll post it in a YouTube video in a few uh, few days or so. And, That'll be uh, short form. Short form, just him saying you are loved. We'll we'll find some great 
images to put back uh, be over his voice. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't want my face. And we'll have motivation. It will be a motivational moment. Yeah, there sure. you go. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's... When you... The problem is, is a lot of us think that we're happenstance, that we're some type of product of whatever. But... God says that you're a gift from him. And he doesn't make mistakes. Dope. Not a single he, one. He doesn't make mistakes. See, this is this is love speaking. All right, all right, all right. All right. This, this, I mean, that's literally well, I mean, I, that's the idea go. behind what it is. All right. All right. So I'm going to, so, so as we wrap up, I always have two questions and I learned this from a friend. His name's. Was Bruce. it as hard as the first one? Cause that first one where, you know, how, how do you, what do you, what is your title? Oh, that stumped me that, for like 20 yeah, minutes. Before, before we got on here, I had to ask him that. And he, that was his, his toughest question yet, yeah, but I think this one's going to be far easier. Well, I hope, I, I hope. Okay. What's one thing about your faith you would like or think you could clear up for our listeners. <laughs> it could be a simple, it could be simple, it could be complex, but what can you clear up? Because right, we're unraveling things. We just unraveled a lot. The prophetic doesn't have to be weird. Oh. It doesn't have to be comedic side of me would also like to say that it doesn't have to be unbiblical um but <laughs> it it doesn't have to be weird it doesn't have to be like it's real simple in the sense of no different than me and jason talking and so when oftentimes we think of the prophetic in its most basic form is god speaking to you and you relaying that it's, it doesn't – like we, we get caught – I mean if you look in Revelations, it says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Here, Let me give you a quick synopsis of my book. The spirit of prophecy is the synopsis of Jesus. Or I mean not the synopsis, the testimony of Jesus. In other words, the purpose of the prophetic is to reveal who Jesus is. So if God says – I like baloney. And you turn to somebody and go, God likes baloney. You may have no idea what it means to that person. Maybe that person felt disgusted in their life because they grew up eating baloney sandwiches because that's all they could afford. And then all of a sudden they find out that God likes baloney and they feel seen by God. It, it like it just doesn't have to be weird. It's just literally talking to the on the phone with your friend and going, "Hey, here's this." So I mean, I I, I feel like the baloney example actually made it a little weird, but it doesn't I, have to be weird. I think I think the baloney example is great. I mean, what you would think would be weird, but I mean, I've had somebody give a word to somebody about a daisy and. It was exactly kind of something like that. So I quoted Batman once. I was brought up in front of a church 
asked if I had anything. And my friend turns to me and she goes, do you have anything? And I said, no. She goes, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to make it up. Um, I was joking. But as I sat there and waited, and then it became my turn, all I said was, I just hear this. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's scared of the big black bat? And not a single person responded. And then this mom comes up to me afterwards. She goes, what did you say? And I said, oh, I was quoting Batman. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's scared of the big black bat? And she goes, my son said that to me last night. And I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, bring your son. And then her son gave his life to the Lord. But I'm just over here quoting Batman. I didn't know why. It didn't matter why. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed. We always – so this is the last thing that we, we usually end with this. How would you like to challenge the parliament? I always end with a challenge uh, because unraveling Christianity should – always have an action step right you just learn something go do something with it don't just you know stay at home and watch netflix live out isaiah 58 is this not the fast that i have chosen for you that you would clothe the naked that you would feed the hungry that you'd give refuge to those who are in need live that out that's my challenge if you if you see some see something that need and it needs to be done and you can do it do it there you go. That's you don't a need a confirmation. You don't need to hear a voice. Anything what? that you do to the least of these, in my name, you have done unto me. Whether that's a cup of water, a bologna sandwich, a high five. Fried bologna sandwich. Fried bologna. Oh, spam and eggs? Come on now. No, 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 no. Now, now <laughs> you're getting weird. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> That sort of thing, just do it. You don't need a confirmation, an angel to show up or however it is. You don't need it to bear witness. You just need to go do it. Like, just feed somebody. Like, even if it's, even if they're not homeless, I mean, here's a random idea. Take somebody who's not homeless out to eat. I mean, and, I, and the reason why I say that is because we kind of, like, see somebody and then we target them because they're, like, you know, we feel like they need it and they need our our uh, our servitude or they need our generosity. And so, and then it kind of lifts us up. But, like, you never, you know, if I was in, if I was in California where Jason and his wife are, I'd be like, can I take you guys to dinner? Because there's a blessing in it. No matter which way you go, I'm doing even even I'm doing it unto the Lord. So therefore, there's a blessing in it. There's that sowing and reaping thing again. Do am I doing it for an expectancy of return? No, I'm doing it because I love them. You do it out of love, man. That's kingdom. Yeah, pretty simple. So, so, so go do something in love. Whether yeah. even even if it's knocking on your friend's door who, you know, you haven't seen in forever. Or your enemy. Oh, ooh, your enemy. 
high school enemy. We're supposed to feed them. Like, subscribe, leave a good comment. You're all supposed to pray for them. Thanks for visiting the parliament. Not against If you want to know about Gravitas coaching, please visit gravitas.co. It's also where we Sometimes people think, oh, I'm praying for my enemy. God, destroy them. Last but not least, the intro and outro music credits. Intro music by Russ Gudgeon. So outro music by Sardom Aravista. The more practical way is go love on somebody and don't expect anything from it yeah all right till next time thank you parliament bye-bye